episode 144 of the Mandarin Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm back at work, Janelle Vecchio. We're back in school. The kids are in school. You're in school. It's back to normalcy, kind of? New normal. The new normal. I think going on nine months, we're at the new normal. Yeah. We're... It's over nine months now. March to Yeah, we're in the middle of January here. We're into heading towards ten months here. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. Um, The kids want to know if we're going to have a celebration of the anniversary of being locked in our house. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So we got to figure out what are we going to do. What are your guys' plans for the celebration (laughs) of one year of... uh, you know, quarantine, lockdown, whatnot. We're counting the. We're counting when we had to cancel our trip and we went to a cabin in the secluded woods. Yeah, so as we, our anniversary. Because during that, like, is when everything started shutting down. Yeah. So that's when we counted there. Yeah. Are we p- picking at the beginning of that or at the end of that? I say, like, we we didn't. We didn't go out. We, we locked ourselves out. down while we, we were there. We went on a hike, but we go on hikes now, you know? Yeah, occasionally when it's empty. Yeah. We look for quiet trailheads. But that's what we did that time, too. We yeah. were like, okay, if it's empty enough. And there was, like, one other car in the parking lot, so we did it. So, from the beginning of that trip, then, that's what we'll count. Yeah. Okay. So, tell us some ideas, guys. How do we... Celebrate one year of being uh, in quarantine lockdown. I realize some people have done different levels of it. Um, some people hasn't haven't changed their routine as much as we have. But things um, are really different out here. Like we're the new epicenter in California. Yeah, well, we have been for some time here, so we have continued to only go out for. You know, very urgent things and being very, you know, careful about what we do do. Um, so. We haven't, like, hugged a family member outside of this house. Yeah. Since March. So we need some ideas. We need some celebration <laughs> ideas to, you know, help us get through the next uh, next year of it. <laughs> no! And I want to know if you guys have anything planned. Because I think we're probably not the only people that thought of that, you know. Yeah. So let us know. Um, and before we get to the rest of the thing, I see that you've added a segment we need to address right off the top, yes. and that is fights. Fights. So, Phil, what happened to that cottage cheese? I don't know. I've been, it's been driving me crazy. The cottage cheese, you guys may remember from a while back. Janelle bought some cottage cheese for a recipe. Phil hates cottage cheese. Hate cottage cheese. cheese, and she wouldn't tell me what she was going to put it in. And, and I he actually said, "There's nothing. There's nothing he would like cottage cheese in." That's right, because it's disgusting and lumpy and gross. And so I actually noticed this a while ago. We forgot to mention it on last <laughs> week's episode, but the cottage cheese went missing. <laughs> it was used. It was in there, and then it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> And I don't know what recipe you put it in, and it's been haunting my dreams. Okay, like, seriously, though, is there anything I've made that you are like, oh, that was gross. There was something in it. I plead the fifth. I'm not answering until I know what it was. No, I really want to know. Some of the things are better than others. I'm not going to, like, just openly criticize stuff. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) 
Some of the food that you make is amazing, and I want to eat it all the time forever. And some of it is really good. That's the lowest it goes. True. So, Except you know. Except that one time, I made, um... Oh, spaghetti <laughs> carbonara. It wasn't just me either. Like, this wasn't no. me being, like, whiny husband type of thing. It tasted, like, minty. It was gross. It did not work out. Like... Very rarely, even like the lower level of your cooking attempts is at least like pretty edible, you know. Yeah, and it was like really hard to make. Yeah, like you spent a long time on it. That's the thing, too. There was like so many steps. You know, I mean, there's sometimes when you make something and we're like, yeah, that's that's fine. We don't really need to repeat that. You know, like that's usually the worst it gets. And I'm saying us together. Like, I'm not. Don't get in your mind that I sit there and, like, stamp my forks on the table and demand Janelle to bring my food. She's just a better cook. So she winds up making the food more. <laughs> I'm the one doing the dishes and cleaning up the stuff Although and giving her the prep. this recipe I made, you uh, stepped up. I did. I make food sometimes. I grilled the chicken sand. I didn't know if that was, like... Outside your wheelhouse. No, I can... Grilling the chicken and some oil. I can do a lot of things in the kitchen, but you are better at it. So generally speaking, I'm better served as the cleanup crew. That's all. I love it. And I love that I can make a whirlwind mess because that's how I cook. I don't... I'm not a measurer. I just throw a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and... um, it just is kind of like a tornado hit the. If you guys ever kitchen. watched like AFV, I'm sure you have since you've watched, you know, listened to our show. I'm sure you watched our episode, and they always have a thing where like a dog got loose in the house while the owners were out, and then they video the dog and they're like lecturing it, and the dog does, I suppose, like it's supposed to look like a sheepish look. I never understood why these videos are funny. And then they show the horrible mess they made where, like, they tore apart the entire kitchen and there's food on the floor and boxes are dumped over and they clearly, like, ate, put their head inside a cereal box and ate it all. That's what it looks like every time Janelle cooks. <laughs> every time. She'll go in there to, like, make a sandwich and I go in there and I'm like, whoa, someone someone uh, got attacked in here. But no, that's just how she cooks. And I don't mind. I don't complain. I'm happy to clean up any whirlwind because of the amazing food that you make. But so, it, it is you, remarkable. Okay. So back to the cottage cheese. Do you have any guesses what the cottage cheese was in? I don't. I mean, maybe those chicken bakes. That's the only thing I can think of. But I feel like that was after you used Those it. are really good. I know, but I'm just trying to think of something that had that kind of consistency. It's really stressed me out ever since. I've been questioning any food you serve me just because I don't know if it had something gross in it. Well, I made sure to bring it up until it was all gone. It's no longer in our kitchen. All right, you promised you would tell me on the show. Okay, so the cottage cheese was in my oven-baked macaroni and cheese. Okay, that was good. It wasn't your best macaroni and cheese. What? It wasn't. Like, it was a little, like, dry and flavorless, you know? And I knew, I knew there was something not that great about it. You were like, this is so good. Like, you were, like, going on and on about it. Yeah, because I just wanted you to feel really good about your cooking. You are such a liar. Now I know. You were like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, I made a second um, thing of it, too, and I froze it. You're like, oh, good. 
Because it's so good. I know, but and then I put like a bunch of seasonings on it to like liven it up. You always put a bunch of seasonings on everything. I don't know. That's disturbing. I don't like it. Just put real cheese in it. It would have been so much better. I did put real cheese. Instead. And only. (laughs) Why'd you just put milk in it? Why do you gotta put cottage cheese in it? I think there was milk in it too. Oh, this is very disturbing. I have to rethink everything that's happened in the last two weeks now. It was so cheesy and gooey. Oh. It was so good. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, now we know, folks. Would you put cottage cheese in macaroni and cheese? That's so just, you'd never eat that again? I would prefer to have a different recipe uh, to work from. Even though you said, oh my gosh, baby, this is so it, good. You did a good job with what you had to work with. I mean, you can make even something as gross as that edible. Oh my gosh. But, Please write in and tell us who wins this fight. Because he's he's telling falsehoods. He loved it. He was excited. I had a second batch in the freezer. He kept wanting to, like, eat it as leftovers, even though, like, I was like, I'm tired of mac and cheese. No, I just wanted to use it up before it went bad. That's all. That's all. There's some times when I'm more enthusiastic about your food than others, and you don't know. Because I'm always encouraging about your cooking. No, because I always (laughs) encourage you, and I'm always excited, and I know how hard you work on it sometimes. Even if it's not my favorite. And there's times when I say, like, this is one that you have to make again. Please write down that this is one we need to eat again. Those are the ones. (laughs) I didn't say that about the macaroni and cheese. I was very enthusiastic because you worked hard and you did a good job. But it wasn't a, please write this down as something I want to eat over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, now you know. Now we know. Cottage cheese. Disgusting. So now I know you don't like the chicken bakes either, since you think that's what the cottage cheese is in. I still have another thing of chicken bakes. They're okay. They just, I don't know, they were just a little bland. And that's why I put a lot of peppers and stuff <laughs> on it. I, part of my problem is this, and you guys may not know this, but I, I, don't, ha- I don't have a good sense of smell at all. And as a result, my sense of taste is very poor. So... I have to have strong flavors to even taste things. So I put the spiciest things you can put on things in order to just taste. So like, you know those like red peppers you get at like a pizza place? You know, the little dried red peppers? Like I put those on like... I get like 20 packs and they're gone. Yeah, I dump an entire one of those packs on each slice of pizza. That's how much... It, in order for me to and like, I taste use things. a half a pack on my entire pizza. I go through Tabasco sauce, sriracha, etc., etc. Tapatio. Um, We've had a thing of sriracha in our fridge for months, so you're not what? Yeah, no, we don't. There's a huge thing of sriracha. I don't think so. There is. Well, I haven't seen it. I can prove it to you right now. Prove it. Go get it. Show me the <laughs> sriracha. I like creamy sriracha. Make creamy sriracha. Man. Well, that's what I'm just saying. Like just that's not straight what sriracha. sriracha is, though. Tapatio, however, I will just dump like a bottle of tapatio on anything. Tabasco. Oh, I love hot stuff, you guys. Here you go. All right, you were right. I see the sriracha now. I like it in stuff. Like I don't just put sriracha usually plain on stuff. I like it like in a thing. Like a sriracha sauce on a burger or, uh, you know, whatever. All right. 
Well, that's enough about the hot sauce. That's enough about the cooking. Don't worry, everyone. I love Janelle's cooking very much. I'm very appreciative. He loved it. He loved the mac and cheese. Mm, I don't know about that. But I do come and give you back rubs while you're cooking and stuff. Yes. I participate in it. I just do the things that I have gifts in, (laughs) which is not doing a bunch of recipes. When Janelle did want us to cook and the kids and I made, like, multiple dishes for her meal... I still had to come in and make the salad. It was so hard. It was just so hard. Like, I don't know how you make multiple dishes all at once. I can do, like, one thing at a time. Maybe two things, you know, like sauce and noodles. Like, that's pretty much my multitasking in the kitchen. It is a learned art form I've become good at over the years. But there's some things I'm good at making. It's just you're better at making more things. That's all. All right, so shall we move on to the news? We shall. If you guys would be so kind as to uh, please, please, please share our show. Let people know that we're out there. We're doing shows every week. We're on a regular schedule, so you can really get people on the bandwagon. We've noticed our uh, downloads have been growing because we've just been... uh, more regular yeah so that's cool so if you're new to our show welcome and thanks for listening and uh this is a pretty good taste of what we do which is you know i whine a lot (laughs) and other stuff just kidding we're a pop culture comedy family parenting traveling teaching podcast that's true it's all of them. It's a slice of life. <laughs> really? That's what you should put. We're a no, slice of that's life. that's like the ultimate, like, lazy description of something. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, we love it if you guys rate and review and all those types of things. And uh, please email us at mandarinorangeshow@gmail.com and let us know how you're doing out there. You can also follow us on Instagram, Mandarin Orange Show, Twitter, Mandarin Orange. Please like our Facebook page and join our Facebook group. Yay! So, nothing really much has happened in the news since we talked last. It's been a pretty quiet news week. Whoa. In the Vecchio household, anyway. <laughs> uh, obviously, there's, uh, you know, political unrest and uh, whatnot. And uh, all kinds of scary things going on. And we're just going to... last. Well, actually, like the last episode, we recorded before mm-hmm. all this stuff went down. And then I actually, you know, scheduled it to release... And it happened to come out, like, I guess kind of bad timing. Like, I don't know how much people listen to it right when it comes out. But it did seem, you know, people were storming the castle in Washington, D.C. And here comes our new episode where we talk about jokey stuff. But it wasn't, uh, we didn't record it that day. And I, you know, I pre-edit and post and stuff. So, oh well. I think people know that. Yeah. So, you know, we, we are hoping to be an escape from, uh, from some of the stuff going on, but, uh, you know. We st- don't want to be, like, blind to it either. Yeah, so. We're against overturning the government, so. Yeah, well, obviously. So, just so you all know, that's our stance. Yeah, so, you know, stay safe out there, be kind to each other, and, uh, you know, don't attack people. <laughs> It's pretty, it's pretty like it's pretty basic standard stuff. Yeah, that that would be my my request, my recommendation. Yeah. Um, with that being said, um, that's pretty much like the news. Like all the other stuff that we want to talk about that happened in the last week fits in 
with one of our other categories. Yeah, it does. So we're going to just jump down to the next thing, and that is listener mail. Yay! We got listener mail. You got mail. All right, well, we got a, another letter from our frequent writer in her and friend and fan of the show, Ben Hunt, and uh, we are going to read that. So I'm going to read it because uh, in Ben's own words, this is a long one, so I'm going to go read it because... And I'm a slow reader. Well, you just have a more <laughs> measured pace. There's nothing wrong with that, but I can fly through the content <laughs> if need be. So we're going to fit this all in here. So first of all, the title of it is Merry New Year. And he said, see if you get that movie reference. No hints. Well, I'm sad to say that I had to Google it because I, I pondered and pondered. It sounded familiar, but I just couldn't place Can it. Can I like, have a guess? You should guess, yes. Because I, I had to like wave the white flag. I did not know. Die Hard? It's a good guess, but no. Okay. I mean, you're in the right decade, I think. Or close to it. You're within a decade of it. Anyway, I don't want to guess anymore. All right, it's from Trading Places. I Eddie Murphy. Never yeah, that. I, I mean, it just if I had heard the quote, I definitely could have gotten it. You know, I mean, Eddie Murphy very distinctly says it Eddie Murphy e, but yeah, you love that movie. Yeah, but it just you know, I can't get them all. <laughs> you stumped me, Ben. So that was a good one. All right, he says, warning, this is another famously long Ben Hunt email to Mandarin Orange Show, so please feel free to break it up into two episodes. Oh, we can handle it. We can do this. We're going to power through in one episode. <laughs> one. Here we go. Hi, guys. So I listened to your second to last episode on the way back from our last trip to Arizona, and I was laughing in my airplane seat, much to the confusion of those who were social distancing from me across the aisle. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad to know that we could create an embarrassing situation in public. And in fact, That's this is Phil's favorite This thing is something you might not mean. know about our relationship. I absolutely love since we first met, like the first few days that I met you, I have always loved to make you laugh in inappropriate situations. Yeah. Uh, I used to, like at Biola, we had to go to chapels in college. Like we had to uh-huh. we had to go to chapel several times a week and I loved to sit next to you and say, like, jokes to try to make you laugh out loud during the mm-hmm. quiet parts of chapel. And it, I did it successfully many times. You do it at church. Church. There's nothing like writing a funny note down on a note paper. Like, you know, we'll write little notes to each other on the bulletin or whatever, and then I'll, like, show it to Janelle and try to make her laugh in the middle of a sermon. Oh, there's uh, nothing like say, that. Let's uh, just say we'll leave it at baby doctor's appointment. Yeah, medical exams. That's his real... That was a real... That was a real winner there. That was one of my my (laughs) greatest accomplishments. Uh, But so many times. I don't think I've made you laugh out loud at a funeral. I guess I've drawn the line there. We don't go to that many funerals, I guess. So that's probably... Weddings, though. I've definitely made you laugh at weddings. Definitely weddings. Anyway, I, I enjoy greatly making you laugh at inappropriate times. I'm pretty sure, though, like, one of the times I actually got in trouble at Biola for laughing out loud, I'm pretty sure Ben was in this class. It was, like, computer science or intro to computers or, I don't know, something like that. And Jeff Edwards logged into my chat account because he was showing us how to chat on the internet. This was the... You were taking a class <laughs> on how to the, chat on the internet. This was the late 90s. Okay. <laughs> so he took over my chat account and said 
that like my feelings for Will Youngblood were so strong and I couldn't control like my feelings for him. <laughs> this is Jeff that did this. And this it was not posted me. Posted on like the big screen. Yep. And the professor like yelled at me cuz it was like my name on the chat and said I, he was going to kick me out of class. And I told him, "You can't kick me." Well, I said, first of all, somebody took over my account." And I said, second of all, you can't kick me out. I'm paying your check or something like that. You're a very entitled college student. Uh And then he, like, gave it to somebody else. And they took over my account and said, but my feelings for Will are just so strong. And I had to, like, show the professor my computer that I am not chatting this. Somebody else is logged in as me. But I'm pretty sure Ben was in that class. He might have been That's one of the possible. chatters. So I'm not the only one that likes making you laugh at inappropriate times. <laughs> and I times. was like cracking up, but also I was mortified. Yes. That was Jeff Edwards that did that one, though. Yes. And... I must just... People like to hear me laugh out loud. <laughs> well, you do. It's... I mean, not just in inappropriate times. In all times, we've talked about this. There's nothing more satisfying than getting a good cackle out of you. Like a genuine belly laugh cackle from Janelle is is high praise indeed. I'm glad I don't do it enough that like you feel like it's like courtesy. No, no, you can tell. There's a you have very distinctive laughs. You've got the <laughs> and the or the eye roll or the groan, but when you do a real laugh, a Janelle bark out loud, genuine belly laugh laugh, it is it is a sight to behold. <laughs> See that was not that was a good one. That was like a generally appreciative laugh, but that wasn't a shout cackle. laugh. That's yeah, not my that's cackle. not your cackle. I, I'm sure probably throughout the show oh, people I'm have sure heard I've your cackle, cackle, but it's you know, it's a rare. It, you have to earn it. You have to earn it. That's what I've been told by yeah, multiple people. It's true. See, we're flying through Ben's thing. What was that? Like two lines <laughs> in here. This is why we do a podcast, because two sentences is enough for us to talk for 20 minutes about something. (laughs) All right, let's see. So Ben's laughing out loud on the airplane. Where do we go here? Believe it or not, plane trips, at least on Delta, are very safe right now, and we didn't feel we were risking our health and safety. And dot, 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 I just listened to your latest pod. So he listened to... The one on the airplane, now I listen to the most recent one. Good to hear you guys made the best of the holidays given COVID. Fun to hear what's in store for Casa de Vecchio in 2021. Well, we got a lot in store. Like we said, we are looking for uh, ideas about our one-year anniversary (laughs) of being at home. So, give us some ideas. I have heard that about Delta. Like, they don't do the middle seats. They have it spread out more and stuff. and that's the one I have all my airline miles on. Well... We're so close <laughs> to getting a vaccine. We're like we're gonna wait, but to, for a vaccine before we fly, it's in but our sights. That might be an airline we want to. I don't think an we early should be on like one. jumping on our budget. We're not ones. gonna go spirit right out the gate after <laughs> the first one back. Yes. All right. He says first things first. Phil, have you really never seen the movie Avatar? That's correct. I haven't really never seen the movie Avatar. I've never seen it either. That's pretty shocking, especially given all the movies you consume on a regular basis. This is true, especially at the time it came out, because it came out before our kids were born. Um, but I, well, he says, what happened? Were you living in a cave back in two thousand nine? Oh no, it was two thousand nine. So it was right Audrey after Audrey was, was born. This is why. Yes. What's stopping you from seeing it now? 
So at the time, 2009, that and it would have been summer, I'm assuming, right? Right. So that means Audrey was six months old or no, nine months old, whatever, somewhere in there, which means we barely got to go to the movies at the time. And so we had to pick and choose carefully. And I'll tell you why I didn't choose to see Avatar at the time, because every review I saw and the people who I spoke to said, like, it looks amazing on the big screen. The 3D looks great. The special effects are great. The story's fine. Like, whatever. But, like, it's great. You know, it's... And every single person described it as, like, uh, well, like Ben says on here, uh, <laughs> he mentions Fern Gully and Dances with Wolves, right, later oh, yeah, on. yeah, I've heard about Yeah, all Fern the people Gully. we talked to said that. And I'm like, I mean, those were both fine. Oh, I never really cared for Fern Gully. It's, like, very heavy-handed. And Dances with, Wolves, Dances with Wolves is great, but I didn't need to watch it again. You know, so the point is, it just didn't like grab my attention, and I wasn't gonna go just to see the 3D, and I didn't care to see it afterwards because everyone seems to agree that the 3D was the thing that attracted him to it. So I just never bothered. It just didn't seem that appealing to me. And he was that way about another James Cameron movie before it. Titanic. A little movie called Titanic. I did not see that until right before we got married. You forced me to at gunpoint. It was like with your family and like Karen wanted to watch it. Your sister. It was like her favorite movie. I gave in to peer pressure. And we watched it. And then Phil was mad he watched it. You were, like, in a mood. I was for, saving myself for never watching that. I was in a mood for, like, several weeks. I'm like, it was for your sister. It's our favorite movie. We were staying in a hotel. It was, like, fun. And it was, like, four hours long. Phil's matured a lot since... I have. Those days. I still don't, like... It's not like I'm, like, against Avatar. I just have never felt the need to sit and watch it. There's so much other stuff, so... Well, the ride was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed the stuff at the, I, I the land both, at Walt Disney World. I liked Disney the World. land, and I loved both the rides. Yeah. All right, well, back to what Ben says about it. He says, I know there's a lot of hate going around for that film, but not for me. That's just, like, their opinion, man. Lebowski. <laughs> me, I saw it five times in the theaters. Yes, five. Mostly because of how impressive it is on the visual 3D scale, like I said. Especially on the big screen. It was unprecedented filmmaking, and James Cameron was the right person to direct it. And the four, count them, four sequels to come. Although, will he actually make four? Like, how long has it been since he announced that? I don't know. Is that, like, still happening? I don't know. Because I keep hearing that it is, but then, like, that was years ago. 2009. Like, we're seriously, like, over a decade past that now. Do people even care about a sequel to that anymore? I don't don't know. know. Disney obviously banked on the fact that they would. <laughs> Does the 2009 film borrow heavily from movies like Ferngully and Dances with Wolves? Yes, big time. But I don't care. It's super fun entertainment, and I'll always watch it if it comes on TV. I'd love to hear your take on it, so put down that SNES controller and make it happen, man. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it. It's not like I'm boycotting it or something. I just, you Ben know, has requested politely. I realize it, but that's a like, three-hour investment in time. you watched it a lot of time and i don't have a 3d tv can the kids watch it it's pg-13 so i don't know we'd have to like kind of see what it's about i don't know Eh, we'll see i'm not i'm not making any promises if it's a family movie it is and it definitely came out if that had come out in our you know 2005 in our prime time of post-college you know watching movies like we would have definitely seen it because we saw everything but once 2008 hit, there's a there's a few dark years there where we did not see movies. Uh, we saw, like, 
so many movies up until Audrey was born. I remember, like, right before Audrey was born, we literally went to every single movie that came out mm-hmm. because we knew this we was it. We ran out of movies. Yeah. But uh, we just, you know, it's hard. I mean, we made it sometimes to the movies, obviously, but it was a different time. All right, back to Ben. He says, moving on to other nerdy things, let's talk metal. Namely, the obvious need for Phil to catch Janelle up on pop culture-related metals like Adamantium and Beskar. This is arguably very important trivia in which to verse oneself, and I'm sure Phil will one day reap the benefits for such when the Jeopardy category on movie metals inevitably finds itself on a future episode of the Classic Game Show. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's a perfect category for a trivia thing. Fictional metals. Yeah, right? (laughs) Janelle's already heard enough about that, so we'll move on. But thank you for your appreciation of my fictional metal talk. It's your fictional metal talk. Changing subjects again, I have a Seinfeld question. Oh, we've been watching Seinfeld. Yes, we have. I mean, many times, but yes. Perhaps for both of you, but definitely Phil's. I know he's a big fan of the show. My wife and I recently binge-watched most of the seasons during some time off, so the episodes and characters are fresh in our heads. My question is, what, if any, characteristics of the characters do you identify with, and why? Obviously, the point of the show is that they are inherently despicable and hilariously selfish people, yet, like the famed oil painting of Kramer, we can't look away. (laughs) Is there anything you identify with the characters? Oh, I identify with Elaine very much. Like, I've always been, like... One of the guys. Yep. The girl that hangs out with all the other guys, yeah. And I'm very, like, you know, and Elaine says, get out! And, like, pushes people (laughs) and smacks them, and that's... She can hold her own with those guys just fine. Yeah, that's... I, I very much identify with Elaine. And honestly, like, I know that they're, like, supposed to be despicable and, like terrible people but they are really good friends to each other yeah that's true they're they um they help each other out of a lot of situations even when you know the one we were watching last night george is like i just went in the cafe it's embarrassing i don't want to go back in the cafe and (laughs) come on it doesn't matter i was just in there and he like does it you know and um yeah he he told Elaine about the apartment, then he realized it would be annoying for her to live there and all that, but he had his heart in the right place at first. Yeah, well, they definitely do, and they even do stuff to help people sometimes. They also do plenty of stuff that's not helpful to people, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that I've always appreciated, and it's, it has carried over into the Curb Your Enthusiasm to that show, is that a lot of times they say stuff and do stuff that people think, but just know they can't get away with or, you know, wouldn't actually do in real life. Right. But some of the things, some of the observations, some of the, like, ways that they observe people behaving when they're just, like, freaking out at people for doing little minute things, we all think it in our heads, like, oh, my gosh, this person is an idiot. You just wouldn't actually say it out loud to a person or confront someone on it. You walk away or you ignore them or whatever. But there is a lot of things where I'm like, they're not wrong on this. I mean, obviously, you can't. You have to be more diplomatic about the way you handle it. But they're not wrong. Right. Um, You know, not everything. I'm not saying I agree on all things. But there are many, many cases where I'm like, yeah, they're right. Especially, 
I mean, especially some of just their irritation with people's behavior. I mean, a great one, for instance, is when Jerry goes to uh, get a the rental car, you know, and mm. he's like, I made the reservation. Oh, we don't have, we're out of cars. He's like, but I have a reservation. Yes, we have your reservation. Well, you took the reservation. You just didn't keep the reservation, you right. know. And he goes freaking out at her. He's like, you better give me a car. I'm going to beat it up. You know, I want all the insurance on it because right. I'm going to trash this thing. He freaks out at her. Now, obviously, you can't do that with a real person, but... That's happened to us before. Like, we, we have a reservation. How do you not have the car? Right. What do you mean? Like, what's the point of making a reservation if you don't have it? Or whatever. Well, and Jerry's very patient with Kramer. Like, Kramer's a total weirdo. Yeah. He's so annoying. He bursts in his apartment, eats his food, and Jerry just lets him do it. Oh, take it. <laughs> you know? He's, he's, they're not as despicable as... They're made out to no. be. No. They obviously, especially for the the finale, point out all the things they do that would have been crimes and, you know. Right. They pull the people out of the woodworks and stuff. And there are plenty of things of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they do that. But there are also lots of times when they're not so wrong. Did they bring the, um, the boss back that he just mickeyed? Is he on the final episode? don't remember because that seems like it would be a crime to they bring a lot of people back in the finale and i have to be honest i've probably only watched the finale i don't know two or three times like when i'm just like casually watching through episodes not in a particular order that one i don't ever pop that one on right whereas all the other ones you know i'll i'll play over and over again but i have watched it two or three times including watching it live when it aired you know so i don't know if that answers the question here's a perfect example another one that we just watched because uh, we're we're like only in season two or three right now, I think, um, where Jerry puts his laundry into the laundromat to the like the fluff and fold guy. He leaves money in the bag. He realizes afterwards that he left fifteen hundred dollars in cash in the bag. He goes back to confront the guy. The guy's like, "It's not my problem. I didn't take it." And they, they you know, he freaks out at him because he believes that the guy stole it. And so he comes back later with Kramer, and they bring a bag of cement. One of my favorite like physical comedy bits that Michael Richard does. And he goes and he distracts, Jerry distracts the guy so that Kramer can dump the cement Cement. into the washer. And then he says it's going to mix it up and then it'll, you know, form cement in there and and, uh, wreck the thing as payback. And then later on, they're back at the apartment and, uh, you know, and obviously, like, I wouldn't do something to get revenge in that way. But they're not wrong if the guy stole that money. They're not wrong that he's a jerk and there's nothing they can do about it, Right. right? So you think that, you just wouldn't actually go and commit a crime to do it. But then later on, they're back in the apartment, and Kramer comes in and realizes that the money was in his laundry bag. There was a mix-up. And Jerry's like, oh, no. And he's, they don't show him do it, but he's like, I guess, he's you know, he has to go back and... All, it's going to cost all that to go repair the machine. So he does the right thing. He goes and back he and fixes it. And he realizes he shouldn't have done that right. because... He's ending up having to go back and fix it. So they're not entirely despicable. They do some things that you obviously shouldn't do, but they are acting out things that we think about or that would feel, you know, satisfying even though we know we shouldn't do it. Right. So it's, you know, it's schadenfreude, if you will. <laughs> um, so I guess that's, that's Seinfeld there. Yes. We've been watching that and I love Seinfeld. And now, he says, I think I just heard a bell ring, which means it's time to talk about Top 5. For the last two episodes, I enjoyed hearing your list and appreciated the tone of optimism you both gave for the best of 2020 in light of the pandemic. That said, my best of 2020. I'm glad that you appreciate that, (laughs) because 
We felt that was an important thing to do. My best of 2020. One, getting to travel to some of the destinations we plan to visit in 2020, despite the pandemic, including North Dakota, which, if you think about it, is the perfect place to practice social distancing. <laughs> we stayed in the small town of Medora, which is located just outside of Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Medora is part of Billings County in western North Dakota, and Billings County is home to just under 1,000 residents spread out across over 1,100 square miles. It was fun to roam with the buffalo and try local food fare and stay far away from people. That is one of our two states we haven't been to. Mm -hmm. Two, being able to work from home for my job and doing so with my wife. I'm grateful on both of these fronts. Yeah. I really have enjoyed Similar. it. It's been a good time. Challenging, but also mm -hmm. something you appreciate. Three, I completed two very large video projects and was able to share them in person with my family out in Nevada. Both videos were feature-length recaps of recent travel adventures Lori and I have enjoyed. From Utah and Arizona and all the way to the Baltics in Europe and Asia. I'm sure you can agree that it's always rewarding to A, complete big projects like that, and B, share your art with audiences and receive their live reactions after all of your hard work. Let me know if you're up for a little virtual vacation or two, and I'd be happy to show both videos to you. Yeah, we got to set up another one. That was fun. So we'll have to do that again. We'll set one of those up. Four, just before the pandemic hit, back in January 2020, I got to see my favorite band, Tool, perform live in Nashville, Tennessee. I scored a front row VIP ticket, enjoyed the pre-show sound check, and even got a fist bump from legendary Tool drummer Danny Carey as he passed me by. It was, in a word, epic. <laughs> Five. You've always liked Tool. Yep, that doesn't surprise me that <laughs> it's still your favorite band, because I definitely remember that. And I'm pretty sure there was some Tool and various Biola soundtracks uh, back in the day, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, five, lastly, a bit of good news for all my fellow military veterans. All national parks are now free for us to access for life. This was announced back in November of last year. I'm happy to support and donate to the National Park Service in other ways, but I'm very grateful for this long overdue benefit towards those who have sacrificed so much for our country. That's awesome. I didn't know That's about so that. That's so cool. I'll tell you, here's a tip, and you can take this or leave it, but if you do want to contribute. So one of the things that we did, because, you know, we, a couple of years ago, when Audrey was in fourth grade, she had the mm -hmm. National Park Pass, and so we went to tons of National Parks. I forget the total, but we got in free to tons of them, right? Yeah. So um, this year, unfortunately, is Luke's fourth grade year. and I know. We, we had so many plans. We had so many to go to, and we just didn't get to use it. But what we did is we figured out how much it would have cost us all to get into the park, and any other freebies that we got, like if there's a tour or something that was free, we would have paid for. And we took that amount and we went and spent that all in the gift shop, um, which I realize isn't quite the same, but it's still supporting and putting some money mm -hmm. back into it. You know, so just a little thing, you know, if you are a military person and you want to support it, but also take advantage of it, that could be a cool way to do it. You know, yeah. you still get it's still a much better deal for you. But, you know, it's a good way to kind of help them out a bit. As One well. time we bought so much that we couldn't fit it in our suitcase. Because we were, you know, I think we were, were traveling with backpacks. Yeah, we had, we were very light traveling. And they shipped it to our house for free. Yeah. It was great. It was pretty cool. You had to make, like, a minimum purchase. Like, they wouldn't do just, yeah, like, five bucks or whatever. Yeah, I think we spent, like, 50 bucks. But, yeah, it, I mean, that was great. So, anyway, that's really cool. Okay, now he's got my top five cruise destinations. Was very glad to hear how much you love visiting Skagway in Alaska. We had our 2020 Alaska cruise canceled, and are betting that our rebooked Alaska cruise for 2021 will follow the same fate. That does seem to be the case. Mm -hmm. I know they keep like hoping it's going to happen, but I think it's that's going to be one of the later things that happens because it just has not gone well. I saw a commercial tonight um, when I was watching The Bachelor, 
and it said it was like a a royal caribbean cruise commercial and it's like well 2020 happened but let's forget about this you deserve a cruise in 2021 i'm like no guys just just wait wait it out i know it's hard but it is. I mean, it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see how they recover, if they recover, what happens to it. I mean, it's possible that it'll be, uh, there'll be some cheap cruises to try mm-hmm. to drum up interest. Cause I know people are definitely scared away from it. Well, understandably so, you know? Um, and you know, I, I realize that other cruises even before this have had health issues and stuff, but it's not like completely pervasive. Like we've been on many cruises and have never gotten sick on a cruise, you know? So but, uh, yeah, it's probably not going to be 2021, or at least not early 2021. Um, anyway, so back to Ben. Uh, sad, but we'll get there eventually. Glad you guys got to go. And, yes, I'm still jealous of your trip to Malta. If the doors alone are worth visiting, Janelle, that's what you said, <laughs> it's gonna be. it's got to be a must-see for world travelers. You know the other place that had really cool doors? You mentioned it in Malta, but I don't know if you remember Germany. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was that? Flensburg, I think? Flensburg, Germany. Yeah, like it's, the doors. We have some pictures. Some of your famous ones. They looked like designs out of, like, it's a small, small world. Small world. Um, it was just kind of amazing. So Yeah. Uh, another good place with good doors. Flensburg, <laughs> Germany. So here goes. Here's his top five. One, St. Martin, the Dutch island in the Caribbean. Great beaches, fun downtown, and a one-of-a-kind store museum called That Yoda Guy Studio, <laughs> owned and managed by a British gentleman named Nick Maley, who worked in the ni- on 1980's Empire Strikes Back and the original 1977 Star Wars in the makeup department. Google it. It's a nerd's paradise located in paradise. Hey. We've been there. We have gone to St. Martin. Now, he spelled it the Dutch way. St. Martin is split into two parts, and one side is Dutch. What's the other side? I forget now. They're St. Martin. They're both St. Martin. Yes, but one is spelled M-A-A-R-T-N. That's the Dutch side. And the other one is M-A-R-T-I-N. It's the same the, island. It's oh, split in half. Oh, what country is it? Yeah. Well, I can't remember what the other French. half. Is it French on the other half? Yeah. Yeah. So we went to the, the Dutch side as well, which sounds like that's what Ben did, since that's how we spelled it and said Dutch. But I always thought that was interesting that it was two different spellings of Martin, half of an island, and depending on which side you go to. Um, there you go. Yeah, we love that too. That didn't quite make it, not because it wasn't great, but... You know, I tried to do my one per region type of thing, so I had to, I had to pick and choose there. And it's been many years since we visited St. Martin. That's true. Um, and it, we only had gone there once, whereas my pick, which was St. Thomas, we went to twice. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riga, Latvia. This cruise stop on our 2019 Baltics cruise was supposed to be Warnemund. Oh, man, I'm messing that up. Warnemund. Warnemund. Oh, pronounced Vaha Numunda. Oh, I see. Oh, man, I, I butchered that. Sorry for anyone. Uh, <laughs> um, it says slash Berlin in Germany. Vaha Numunda. Vaha Numunda. I'm not, I'm not very good at German. Um, but rough seas states changed our itinerary, and we found ourselves heading to Latvia. After we found an atlas on board and learned what there, what, where that was, we got excited. Like you guys with Malta, it's often most exciting to visit places of the world not often visited by large swaths of people. That's why places like Venice and Paris, while I'm sure are beautiful, don't really interest me. Riga was charming, historic, and we enjoyed every minute of our 12 hours in port there. We promised ourselves we'd be back one day for the holidays and Christmas markets. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I wanted to do the Christmas markets. Um... The, I would love to hit Eastern Europe and different parts of that. Like, 
I I mean the furthest we've gone is Italy, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, but uh, man, that would be that would be really cool. It's definitely on our list. Um, as is, of course, Greece, especially now after being into the Durls oh so much. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, we want to go there just for that, and we would <laughs> definitely hit Corfu just definitely. for that, because it's amazing. Um, yeah, and also, I just wanted to, to mention, too, because he said that uh, um, he's not interested in Venice or Paris. Now, Paris, I don't know that there's a time you can go to Paris and it's not crazy, but Venice... We went, uh, we took the uh, the first train you could get into town. Mm-hmm. We were there, I forget what time of the day, but it was very early. And generally our experience in Italy was that people were not like early risers. No, they do not wake up early. So we got up and we were there and the streets were empty, Ben. Like there was nobody there. We we're had, the only ones. We have, you, you'll, you could see Janelle's photos. We, ha- we were the only ones walking up and down the streets. Now a lot of the shops weren't open yet, but we were like huge pictures of us by you know by the canals and all kinds of amazing places with no one else in mm-hmm. sight it was magical so even a place where there are a lot of people if you time it well and do your research you can um it got more and more crowded as the day yeah progressed. later on in the day it was not we did have it to ourselves for a good few hours and we booked the absolute earliest um train uh, well train but i was gonna say also the, gondola. the gondola so that we were the first people there so you know, later on, you know, there's hundreds of boats everywhere and people and they're pushing next to each other. We had the canals to ourselves on these gondolas. Yes. It was just, you know, our two boats. Whereas that we later took. we it was gondola traffic jam. And in fact, we're also in other tourist pictures because people were taking pictures of us in the gondola. We're the only ones on we were a gondola. the only ones on a gondola that early. It was it was pretty great. So just saying it can be done. But yes, I do love out of the way places. So. Yeah. Uh, next, he says, St. Petersburg, Russia. I mean, it's Russia. The word fascinating is an understatement. Incredible history all around, and the city is very much a melting pot of European and Asian cultures. We spent two days there and saw and, and, saw and did a ton of cool stuff. For example, Peterhof Mansion, vodka, record shops, downtown tour, churches, but could easily spend a month exploring more of the city and surrounding area. You guys would love it. Oh, and if you're not familiar with the Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg, I encourage you to Google it. It's a series of buildings that house over 3 million works of art over an area of 720,000 square feet. It's so large and expansive that if you were to spend one minute looking at each Hermitage item for 8 hours a day, it would take you nearly 15 years to see everything. Sounds like a perfect Vecchio family challenge. <laughs> that would be really cool. Again, various places in Russia would be very interesting to see. Stockholm, Sweden. Let's consider for a moment that what Sweden has given the world. The adjustable wrench, GPS technology, Skype, but also Al- Alika Vikander, Dolph Lundgren, Alexander Skarsgård, and Ingrid Bergman. I'm pretty sure I didn't know how to pronounce all of that right, so sorry, everyone. <laughs> And like them, the city is filled with gorgeous sights, structures, and shapes. It's truly one of the world's most beautiful places, and for good reason. We enjoyed our excursion tour of Old Town and the Royal Palace, and it was fun to simply perch ourselves in the Old Town Square with a hot beverage and muffin and people watch. Now, we did briefly go to Sweden. We didn't make Malmo. it... Malmo. Yeah, Malmo. We didn't get all the way up there, but it was beautiful, and we loved the food there. I found tickets to Sweden for 300 $50 round trip. Yeah. But it would have been in early March. Yeah, like spring break. And we were just, that's a whole different kind it was of travel. Kids fly free. Yeah. I'm not saying we couldn't do that, but we just were like, that's that was a pretty intense mm-hmm. thing. And then we wound up doing Paris, but then we didn't get to go to Paris. So, yeah. 
And finally, St. Croix, Virgin Island. This is my first ever cruise port way back in 1994 with my family. We took a tour through the mahogany rainforest and visited a local farm where we got to see a giant pig crush and drink a giant beer, which to my 16-year-old <laughs> eyes was super cool. Definitely something I never got to experience back home in Sacramento, California. Um, let see. We haven't been to St. Croix, but we have been to St. Thomas. I think, uh, is that the only Virgin Island we've been to? St. John. Um, but that's British Virgin Islands. I don't know. Um, oh, but is this British Virgin Islands? I can't remember. I'm getting them mixed up. But anyway, we've been to at least one of each, and I can't remember which is which. And I'm not looking it up right now, because we got to roll. Uh, but yes, Caribbean is beautiful, and love everything there. Before I forget, thank you for the feedback on the Blockbuster game. Sounds like I need to add it to our collection. Though I pity the poor sap who has to compete against me, as do I. <laughs> um, I don't know. It would be fun for us to go head-to-head yeah. -head with Ben, though. I feel like, I mean, that would be... It was really fun playing with our kids, but it was definitely a different experience than it would be playing with someone of our own age and experience with right. film. You know? Uh, would be a blast to play it with you guys, maybe over a Zoom call. Yeah, I think we figured that you could do it on Zoom if you I both think had you it, can, right? If you both have it, yeah, we can make that happen. So if you do get it, it wasn't very expensive. Like you got it on no, sale. No, I got it for like nine ninety nine. Yeah, at Target. So you can pick that up. Last you, thank you for not spoiling Cobra Kai season three. Have yet to binge it and look forward to hearing your thoughts down the road. That show has yet to disappoint. Well, you're welcome. I did not. We did not want to spoil it. and It did not. Just the point. It was fantastic. It's great. And I, I'm excited to hear um, your thoughts on it as well. But we'll, uh, yeah. You know, there's nothing like people spoiling something. It's like people like enjoy spoiling. There was an episode of a show we were watching recently where the description of it, the first words in the description of this next episode said that someone in the episode died. <laughs> Like and a significant said, character in the episode it said who died. And we're like, what? And that's, it was like a big thing that happened halfway through the episode. And I saw it. I didn't say it to you because I knew you didn't catch it. I know. Catch that it. was nice of you. And I kept... I'm like, there's no way. I know. And that the was the thing. The character didn't die. It, they're faking or they're like asleep. I was so mad. I mean, that wasn't someone like doing it on a show. But there's nothing worse than that. Like just... You know, and again, like at some point, you want to be able to discuss the plot points and exciting things. But right. like, I like to give it a, a chance to breathe, especially a TV show, a movie. You know, people have a chance to see it a little quicker. But you know, if you're a whole season in, you got to give people a chance. All right, well, here we go. All for now. I look forward to your next episode and thoughts on Seinfeld and puzzles. Adios, amigos, Ben. Thank you so much for writing in, Ben. We did a lot of stuff on yours. You provided. Almost a whole entire show just of your letter mm -hmm. this time. That's great. Um, if you guys would like to write in, we would love to hear from our other listeners as well. You can write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, which is what Ben did this time. Or you can send us a message on Facebook, Mandarin Orange Show, or any of our other social media stuff. Whew. And with that, we're going to do our top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. So you probably heard um, the top five song that played just now, or the top five little interstitial bit. Um, I accidentally put it in there twice, Janelle. It played twice in a row. It did? Yeah, that's weird. And you'd think I could have just gone back and edited that later, but I 
It's too late. It went twice in the thing. What? Yeah, like it played twice. You didn't hear that? You didn't catch it. I guess you weren't paying attention. But okay. Yeah, it played twice. So I accidentally put two top fives together. So I have top, I have ten. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it played twice. People who just are listening to the show will have just heard it played twice in a row and probably thought it was an error in editing, um, which it totally was. But since it's in there, like I have to do ten. Okay. Because this category, Cheater. I could not narrow down to five and... Therefore, it's two top fives. Well, it's easier for me, because... I think you probably had a hard time getting it. Our category for top five this week is top five animated series. Why don't you go first? I didn't have a hard time doing it. I used to watch a lot of cartoons when I was a child. (laughs) Yeah, she's real pleasant about watching cartoons now. I do it. Yeah. My whole family loves them. Very condescendingly. Um, Okay. So, my top five is as follows. Um, Donald Duck Presents. I know it's not like it's a collection of Disney, but it was on the air. It is on IMDb. Right. As Donald Duck Presents. I didn't clarify any rules beyond just saying animated and series. And stuck in ten, so give me a break. I know. Okay. I, I know. Um, I loved Donald Duck Presents. I did too. I watched it after school, before school. I don't know. It was on a couple times a day. Before school. It was in the morning. No, they had it on at like 3 p.m. too. Mm. They had a reprise. Mm. We'll have to go back and check those old Disney schedules. I love Donald Duck Presents. And there was like another one. There was a Mickey Mouse themed one as well. But it wasn't. Well, it just didn't it have as catchy of a theme song. The funny thing is, all they did is play the old Disney shorts. Like, it wasn't... They didn't even have new content. But they had the best it's theme song. to me. All right, well, that's how we saw a lot of those old shorts, though, yeah. back then. You I know? loved it. Um, speaking of which, in the uh, Donald Duck Presents categories, I also love the Silly Symphonies. Um, some of my favorite cartoons are in Silly Symphonies. All right. Um... And I just love the combination of a classical piece, like Peter and the Wolf. It's a great one. The one with the whale. Yeah, I mean, and again, the trees this dancing. is definitely not that what I had in mind, but I did not clarify beyond saying an animated series, so. Um, okay. I love those things, too. I'm just saying I wouldn't consider that a series in the same way. I mean, I guess... It kind of is, but it's not like an ongoing thing. They're just shorts. Unrelated, except for they have classical music. It was a half an hour television show. All right, continue. Okay, so next we have um, My Little Pony, the 80s version. Oh, okay. None yeah. of this new stuff. Not Friendship is Magic? No. Those are fun. They are fine. But you got to go back to the 80s. Uh, My Little Pony. All right. I love those. Have you watched that since the 80s? No. I probably would hate it now. Well, this is all I'm saying, because there was a lot of TV shows that I loved watching back then, and they do not hold up well. Yeah. Um, You know, things like uh, He-Man and G.I. Joe and stuff like that, like, I can't really, like, sit through it anymore. Like, I'll I'll watch little clips of it, but I, it was great when I was a kid, and it does not hold up, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. There's bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Okay. Um, next up, we have um, Care Bears, 
Again, yeah. the 80s version, none of the CGI yeah. stuff they do. Yeah. But those actually, um, the series did a few movies, two or three movies that had theatrical releases. And yeah. I love those movies. Those movies are phenomenal. But they got their start from the The, the Care Bear movies, the first one in particular, is pretty dark. It is. Like, it's good, but, like, it's pretty intense for a movie about, like, happy bears and, like, that live in the clouds. Yeah. Now, for that first Care, Bear mo- Care Bears movie, I probably rented it, I don't know, every time I went to the video. I'm surprised store. your mom let you watch that. That seems like a very, like, well, taboo thing. It was, um, but, I don't know, so she, my mom got into this thing where we could only play with Christian toys and like Care Bears were on the list of like don't play with those they're not Christian but then like I don't know Focus on the Family would put out an article that said the opposite so it kind of was back and forth depends on whose article you were reading at the time yeah so we were like we liked Little Mermaid, and then Little Mermaid was evil, and then Little Mermaid was the prodigal son. So it's <laughs> just, it just depends on who's know. writing the article. Disney Channel though was pretty, you know, that one was safe. If That's it was on probably, Disney Channel, you were allowed to. Probably watch it. why I had to put Donald Duck Presents and Silly Symphonies because a lot of times that was what I was allowed to watch. But you realize there's still cartoons being made. No, I'm talking like about <laughs> my top five. All right, it's continue. not your top five. Carry on. Okay, so then I'm gonna take it into the modern day. <gasps> okay. For my top five, my modern day um, favorite cartoon is VeggieTales. Oh, that's interesting. So I used to be a um, daycare provider, preschool teacher slash. I uh, did ran summer school programs before um, I became a teacher, and it was at a Christian, you know, organization. And those half an hour Veggie Tales we'd show each day were some of my happiest times. <laughs> I like, do love Veggie Tales. I, I always had fun with that. But speaking of speaking of me cackling again, I guess it is a series because it was on video, but. It wasn't like a TV series, like it was... Well, it is now on Netflix. Yeah, but that's not what you're talking about, though. No. I, it's good. You've got your own ones. Is that five? <laughs> it's only four. No, I said five. DuckTales. Silly uh, Duck Symphony. Duck Presents. My Little Pony. Care Bears. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so um, you guys heard two top five songs, and now you're going to hear two top fives. Top five Three animated top series. Fives. What's that? Well, for me, top five animated series. First of all, now this one is actually like I love cartoons a lot. I love watching them as an adult. I love watching them as a kid. I love watching them with our kids. I love watching them by myself. Um, I like I like animation. I love it. Can I guess some of them? Sure, just guess without looking. We do not have any overlaps, by the way, but that's because <laughs> you didn't follow the rules that I had in my mind. So I'm supposed to read your mind. No, that's why I allowed it. I knew it. you were going to have a problem with it, though. It's why I allowed it, because I didn't clarify. just an animated series. But that's not the things I had in mind. I was thinking of a TV show on the air that you would watch on a regular basis that has new content 
That's all I was thinking of. Okay. What are you thinking? Ren and Stimpy's on there. Ren and Stimpy is my all-time favorite. I, it always will be. And I, just, I love it so much. It's There's so many things I love about it. I'm going to say Invader Zim. That is also on my list. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, uh, Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls is on my list. Um... Teen Titans Go? That's on my honorable mentions list. <laughs> um, I don't know, Doug, Rugrats? Were you in the... Uh, well, nostalgic I queen? do love those, but um, I, I didn't um, include those because I picked Ren and Stimpy as my... Uh, Nintendo uh, or as my as my Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. series, yeah. What about um, Animaniacs? Okay, so this is gonna sound bad, but like I I do like Animaniacs, but I was a little old by the time it yeah, came out. Like older, and not that I didn't still like cartoons, but I didn't have a chance to just sit and watch. I was like in high school then, you know, or right. maybe late junior high. Anyway, it just came out a little bit later, and I just it didn't catch me the same way. Sort of like how. You know, Pokemon came out when I was in college, so I never got that into it. It's just, I wasn't the right age for it. I was a little too old for it. Muppet Babies. I do love Muppet Babies, but that's not on there. All right. Well, that's my All right. So here we go. I'm just going to go rapid fire through these because I don't want to torture you with it. But yes, Ren and Stimpy is my favorite. I realize that there's some things with John Kay, who was a part of creating it. And I, you know, the secondary series he did afterwards was gross and blah, blah, blah. But the original series, regardless of what went on behind the scenes. The first one is good, good, uh, nothing gross at all. Yeah, it's just totally... No, I love it. I love the gross-out humor. I love the 50s sensibilities and just that everything about it. I absolutely love Ren and Stimpy. Um, next, I put Phineas and Ferb. Now, these, oh, yeah. are not, these are not necessarily in Obby. order, but those are some obvious ones. I also included Milo Murphy's Law under Phineas and Ferb because they're in the same universe. It's mm-hmm. an extension of it, even though it's sort of a so spin-off. So you're going for 11 here? Well, there's probably more than that. I, I didn't really count. Um, oh, my... Next, I put Over the Garden Wall. You, oh, that's you like that one. I did like that one. Um, that is a beautiful one. If you guys are into animation at all, like it's a short, I think it was only 10 episodes. It was like a limited series, but it is beautiful and it is so funny and clever. And I love that one. I've probably watched through that three, four times at least. Uh, Gravity Falls. Absolutely love Gravity Falls. Um, oh my gosh. So good. So, so good. Um, I've watched that all the way twice uh, with you <laughs> and with the kids, and plus multiple I ones. I enjoyed Gravity times. Falls. I mean, that one is deep. Like you have to admit, like emotional, but plus all the puzzles and the mm-hmm. the you know cryptic side of it and everything. It is just great. Um, I'm putting Harvey Beaks on there. This is a, a the most recent one on there. I love this show. I didn't know if you would put Harvey Beaks on there. It's so. I mean, it probably wouldn't have made a top actual top five, but for the double top five that just is happening right now. Um, it's so good. I love Harvey Beaks, and I'm excited for you to get further into the series. Yeah, I couldn't really put it, because I haven't even finished it. Invader Zim definitely, um, is on my list as well. Uh, I love Invader Zim. Another great Nickelodeon one. Later Nickelodeon one, but oh my gosh, like, I've watched that a bunch. And if you guys haven't watched the new movie they did of it, um, which I think it's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure, um, Enter the Florpus, it is awesome, so, so is good. So, definitely recommend that. Um, then I went back, so a little bit from when I was a kid and even before that, 
Uh, Danger Mouse. I absolutely love Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. That was actually the first cartoon I ever watched on Nickelodeon because that was they when they first started doing Nickelodeon, they licensed a lot of older cartoons, and so that was a BBC one that you know was from a few years back. I think maybe even late seventies or early eighties. And uh, they put those on Nickelodeon. And I love Danger Mouse. It's got that, like, episodic thing. Very similar to my next one, Rocky and Bullwinkle. I was going to say, I forgot that one. Yes, where, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Each one leaves with a cliffhanger, like Batman, the 1960s Batman kind of thing. Um, but a lot of times, like, the episode to episode doesn't really, like, they what they say, oh, what's going to happen next? And then, like, it shows it and it never really happens in the next episode. It's just part of a joke. I love that kind of stuff. So lots of meta stuff. I mean, Danger Mouse and Rocky and Bullwinkle are probably, like, my first introduction to the idea of, like, meta humor where they're addressing the audience and talking about the fact that they're in a show and speaking directly to the narrator. I mean, yes, that stuff. you love that Oh, stuff. my gosh. Uh, next is The Tick. I mean, The Tick, right? The Tick. Yeah. I love The Tick so much. I love the live-action Tick. I have not really gotten into the newest version of the live action of it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably only watched the ti- the pilot, and I forget, and it kind of just didn't impress me, partly because I love Patrick Warburton's live tick so much, but the cartoon is what started it all. Chairface, Chippendale, et cetera, et cetera. It's just so great, and I love it. DuckTales is next. Now, I absolutely loved all the Disney afternoon stuff, from Darkwing Duck to Tailspin to... Uh, you know, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, et cetera, et cetera. But DuckTales, if I had to pick one, and I did, I picked DuckTales. My sister loved DuckTales yeah. and Tailspin. Yeah, it's great. I really like the new DuckTales they did, too. I mean, it doesn't replace the old one for me, but it's really well done. It's funny because she was, like, so into, like, DuckTales and Tailspin, and I would get excited for the live-action Pooh's Corner. <laughs> and she'd be oh. like, sister... That's so dumb. That's a baby show, and I like just loved it so much. Don't get me wrong; I watched that as well as Dumbo's Circus, <laughs> the other live action. Yeah, like, I loved guys. that one too. But it was more like this is what's on Disney Channel right now, so that's what we're watching. It was never no, like I like looked forward to those. I mean, it's fine. I liked the Dumbo Circus better than the Pooh one, but. It, I like Pooh's Corner better. Because I love, like, the Winnie the Pooh movies and books, like, Mm -hmm. the original books and everything. Like, I love that stuff, but it was very, like, preschool-y, you know. Although, let's not forget Too Smart for Strangers. (laughs) Too Smart for... And that was a a Pooh's Corner special. It was, to learn not to get kidnapped. With me, Winnie Winnie the the Pooh. Um, Next up, Alvin and the Chipmunks, all iterations. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I should have put that on. Yeah, there. the it's... 80s one in particular is great. I um, loved Alvin and the Chipmunks. Which culminated in the Alvin and Chipmunks movie adventure. Yeah. Um, and that was Chipmunk one adventure, I, I think it's called. a lot. Yeah. Oh, because you got to love that. The girls are rock and roll, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are the girls, we are the girls, we are the girls of rock and roll. The Chipettes were my peeps. Yeah, so I love that. But all the way back to like the old like Christmas specials and stuff. But I loved the 80s one in particular. Um, finally, my honorable mentions are Gumball. Honorable. Gumball and Teen Titans Go are my two honorable mentions. Those are some of my favorites to watch with the kids. Uh, very fun stuff. I've never really watched those ones on my own, but those are some of my favorites that I watch with the kids. And that's it. That's my two top tens. (laughs) Plus a little bonuses here and there. 
cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. When I agreed to this by making up this category, I didn't realize what I was putting myself through. And there are so many more I could go through because I really like cartoons. With that, we'd love to hear from you guys. What are your favorite animated series? Please follow my rules and do it something that's on TV. Although, no, I don't, you don't have to do. His I don't rules. get to say the rules anymore. Is that what you're saying? No. I've been really good about it for the last like five or six top fives. I've been like very strictly following them, and I fell off the wagon. What can I say? <laughs> it's day one. It's like the number of days. My New Year's of, resolution. Of injury. My new yeah. It's been, been zero days. It's been zero days since my last cheating at top five. Zero shows. <laughs> my New Year's resolution was to stick to it, and I made it one episode <laughs> into the year before I messed it up again. <sighs> so uh, please write to us at mandarinorangeshow dot com or sorry mandarinorangeshow at gmail dot com and tell us what your top five animated series are. And man, that basically between animated series and Ben's letter that took us to the end of the show here, guys. We do have some other stuff to talk about. Um, our TV shows. We did finish Durrell's of Corfu, and we want to like go Guys, on and on about that. It changed our lives. It's beautiful, and we are going to go to as soon as it's safe. There, I'm finding us a flight to Greece. But we'll talk about it in more detail in our next episode, as well as the details of Cobra Kai. Um, that'll be that's fair warning. We're going to be doing our spoiler discussion of it then, so that should be enough time. For everyone to have watched through into Cobra Kai. If not, we'll give you a warning so you can skip past it. And uh, video games, movies, TV shows, books, all that stuff we'll go through on our next episode. Because it's time to wrap this up. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Janelle, for staying up late and recording with me. You are so welcome. And uh, anything else you wanted to let everyone know? Just uh, stay safe out there. The vaccine is here. We're... Almost through this. And follow Janelle on my vacation pants at her various uh, uh, Instagram and stuff like that. Yes. I um, am at 10.2. They they go by the points now. It's pretty great. So. All right. Well, we will be back again next week. Thank you guys once again for listening. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.